Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bees Knees Ben and the Bees Knees Brittany, and on TikTok at the Bees Knees Podcast. We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, cause we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah. Normally I like to start the podcast off with just like, some light, funny story about the week or... Okay, so give me some light, funny, funny story about the week. thought or something. Well, yeah. that's the point. The point that I was getting at there was that I don't really have one. Oh. Except for I was on the way home from the gym. Yep. And that song by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello was on. Okay. And I don't know, there's a line about tequila, but as I was like casually singing along, I reversed it and said, Katila. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my funny story. Yeah, I'd love to get a glass of Katila. <laughs> I mean, Kalakta. And then I was like kind of upset because I love to sing in the car and like, I usually just sing out of habit anyway, no matter what's on. Like I'm not... A huge fan of that song but it was on so I sing it and then I was just like the fuck is Katila you just like <laughs> fuck this up and I I drove the rest of the way home in silence and luckily for me it's only like a minute and a half drive because I was fuming you you ruined your own post-workout vibe s- sing sesh <laughs> with Katila, Katila. <laughs> yeah, I killed my own vibe. You katila it. And I was like feeling pretty good because I had my favorite gym day today. So I was feeling nice and pumped. So you were riding that high, fresh with the pump, just like the... Just confidently in my car. Katila, as if like that was the lyric. And then I was just like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but now imagine it's karaoke night and you've put on a like a... Uh, a cult classic. You go through about four minutes of intro, but dun 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 dun. Katila. <laughs> I don't fuck, think I fucked it up. I don't think anybody would pick that for karaoke. Did you see the guy who did it for? Uh, it was like Britain's Got Talent or something. I don't know, but they do weird stuff on that show, yeah. like the most wild stuff that it's like, like the. Uh, the traffic vest guy who he won. Just, yeah, I just kept taking off more and more vests. And just dancing around and like... That was ridiculous. Party boying Simon Cowell. You know, the fact that that act even made it to the celebrity judges in the first place is just wild to me. I feel like it just... Like, it was just like a, a fun time. And like, people just kind of need just like to laugh to some stupid shit sometimes. Yeah, I guess so. And I... Can't think of any other stupid shit. Could you imagine being... There was like a 13-year-old who was really talented, who was like number two. Could you imagine going through all of this and you, you've put in all this effort singing and training your skill and then you lose to a guy who rips off... Vest. Vest after vest after vest, just party-boying around the stage? See, the thing that also like kind of makes me annoyed with stuff like that when it wins is just that I didn't think of it first. Because <laughs> it's like if that's all it takes to win, because you can't do that a second time. You can't even do anything similar to it. You can't just like kind of like Frankenstein the idea. 
you have to then come up with your own new stupid idea to do. Yeah, there's been a lot of stupid ideas. And then you have to risk the fact that that, that your stupid idea might not... Might not be the yeah. stupid idea that makes it to number one. Because it's like, imagine they're like, okay, the last winner, they're, like it was entertaining, sure, but it wasn't really a talent. It was just a clever, funny idea. So we have to like not pick clever funny idea for a while we've got to actually you know scout some real talent yeah so, so you then need it's to like... have a, an original dumb idea and you have to have an original dumb idea at the precise right time, time. That they're ready yeah. to select so i'd say stupid. probably and not like you'd probably not be able to do a clever funny stupid idea for another like five to ten years well, I'll start a notebook and I'll start writing down all of my clever, dumb ideas. And in five to ten years, we could go on to Britain's Got Talent and Party Boy Simon Cowell. He might not even be doing it then. Yeah, he's going to be doing it until he dies. The guy's got to retire at it's some a, point. It is a cash cow that he has to do almost no work for. He just has to, like, frown at people. He sits there and watches... Like a, bu- a bunch of stupid acts and gets to criticize them. Do you remember at the end of Shrek 2 <laughs> in like the post credit scene thing? Mm-hmm. And there was the like swamp, Ameri- like it was like American Idol, but it was like the swamp idol or something stupid. And, so, and Simon Cowell actually was like animated and voiced his <laughs> own little part for some stupid end of. Movie I feel scene. like the Shrek post credit scenes, like, they killed it. They were where it was at. Shrek is iconic. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> I just love when, when like, animated movies, like, when Toy Story did it too, like, they animate yeah, bloopers. <laughs> when it's just, like, bloopers. And it's like, this is something that somebody had to take weeks or months animating. animating and like doing the voiceover work for yeah. it. <laughs> like, I just find it so funny like the effort it goes into like what we were talking about last week about when you have actual care that goes into the movies yeah and you just get like gold stuff like that where it's just like this funny thing that we're all gonna remember forever and then if you don't remember, someone will remind you and be like, oh, yeah. And you have this like little nostalgic, warm, fuzzy yeah, moment. Like, there are still times where I uh, like there's that one blooper from Toy Story that I quote where Woody's like, where's my hat? And then it's like, oh, Sharky's got it. Yeah. I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good ones in Toy Story and like all the Toy Stories because there's in Toy Story 2 when um, I forget his name the bad guy in it prospector pete yeah and he's out of his box no he was in his box with the models or something yeah it's like two barbies or something yeah and they're <laughs> he's like i can make you a star and it's just like <laughs> this Ooh. is a kid's movie <laughs> or there's the one where he farts in his box do yeah. you remember that one where he yeah. farts in his box and he's like stuck in his own fart smell <laughs> it's like this is so funny <laughs> uh, did, did monsters inc do that too I feel like they did. Like they had a little bit of like some bloopers. Just like that's Pixar too, right? Yeah. Pixar was just like, let's have some fun. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's weeks of work, 
but let's have some fun. Let's have some fun <laughs> while we're doing this. Well, because I feel like also those are, movies are older, and I I like to think that back then maybe they were treated better as employees, and maybe they didn't mind it. It was like something fun to do. I mean, fingers crossed. I would like to hope so, but who knows? I know they definitely didn't have as strict of like deadlines as they do now. Where it's like it needs to be ready in three months, and if it's shit, so what? Yeah. This week we watched the last episode of Secret Invasion. <laughs> and it was like a running joke in the house for a while because I couldn't remember what it was called. And you would just like kind of tease me and be like, it starts with an, like one, of, it's a two S- words. S-I. And so then it was just like whatever random combination of S-I you could come up with because I was like having the worst time trying to remember it. I'd be like, it's, and now I can't even think of an example because all I can think intrusion. of it, Yeah. It would just be stupid stuff like that. So there would be like the most random time you'd be like, Oh, we need to watch. We need to watch standard inspector. <laughs> <laughs> just like anything that wasn't it, but we knew what we were talking about. Yeah. So we watched that and i know we talked a little bit about it before when we were kind of in the middle of watching that show and how it was kind of disappointing and i'm just like meh watching the whole thing because i wasn't really excited or indifferent like i wasn't just indifferent because i had no feelings either way going into it yeah but you were really looking forward Uh, to it i was so excited for it and then was immediately let down because it just did not live up to the expectation ain't that the truth which honestly is most marvel things these days anyway they just don't live up to the expectation of what you want it to be yeah i feel like marvel was one of those things where it's like it had its time of greatness greatness and care and then it just became about making more and more and more to make more money yeah but what they decided on was just shit yeah, I, it's not impressive. All right, so we're going to play a little game, and I know you love impromptu games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to play a little game of guess what the finale's Rotten Tomato score is. Because I know it, and you know a general impression of it. Yeah. So I would like you to guess what the Rotten Rottenometer score yeah. for the finale. Just the finale Just episode. the finale. Um, I'm going to guess like 32. Hmm. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so because there is a whole lot of numbers, I'll give you a hint. You have one of the numbers, right? Um, is it 43? You've guessed the right number, but wrong. 38. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> um, 23. No. 13. <laughs> no. Bingo. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's it's like the, the show had like anywhere between like 80 and 50 for most of the episodes. And the finale got a Rotten Tomato score of 13. 
That's rough. <laughs> oh boy. You know, I'm not really that surprised though because no. it was not a good episode. No. It it really wasn't. And it's so funny because the the final fight um reminded me a lot of what She-Hulk was making fun of in its finale. Because mm. She-Hulk had this finale where everybody turns into Hulks and then it's just like, wait, is that really what we're going with? That just seems like lazy writing. Yeah. And then she goes and talks to this robot, Kevin Feige. Right. And in this, it's just like, there's this kind of, uh, I guess like a ploy to get Gravik to think it's Fury and then turns out it's Gaia. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Gravik uses this collection of all the Avengers DNA and then super scrolls himself to that. Yeah. But then also super scrolls Gaia to that. So then they're just back and forth of, I have all the powers. And I was thinking about it and I feel like it's kind of stupid how they just have powers of all the Avengers. Yeah. Cause it kind of went through like a dossier of who was in there. And it was like Thor, Wanda, Hulk, Captain America. What can Captain America do that Hulk can't? True. Physically. Yeah. Redundant. And it's just like, there's like a handful where it's just like, get Hulk's strength, Wanda's magic, Captain Marvel's like, like flight and blast and powers. Right. But like, you don't need all of them. No. Because a lot of them get canceled out by each other. Well, but even still, like, even without the whole they get canceled out from each other, it makes all the other superheroes pointless. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I saw something that was like, it seems kind of dumb that, like, as much as people love Amelia Clark and they love that she's in the MCU, um, it seems really stupid to introduce this character in this little series, but then in the final episode, because we didn't even follow her really throughout the whole series. And then in the final episode, for like the last, what, 10 minutes, she then just becomes the most, like the strongest person that we've ever seen in this universe. Yeah, because she's a mixture of all the strongest people. Exactly. So it's like, this is so stupid. All those other people had years and hours worth of movies getting us to like love their character and understand their power and see them understanding their powers and like going through the struggles that it takes of like having such great power with all that responsibility and now you just have this like girl that was just introduced to us have all of it all at once and is now more powerful and more important than any of them yeah it's it's super dumb how it's just like like yeah within 10 minutes she goes from being like a shapeshifter, cool, but to now the most overpowered person. And it's not even like both of them were like, oh, look at all these powers I have. I'm fumbling through it, but I'm, you know, we're fighting to survive. They were both in full control of all the powers. Yeah. And it's like, how? The only, the only thing that's like pure luck is that Gaia has a good, like she's a good morals Mm -hmm. because if not like in the end where that like i don't know what her name was that like president lady i don't know you know who i'm talking about the Uh, british one oh yep yep 
how she's just like you're gonna use me and i'm gonna use you and in the end we're both gonna get what we want kind of thing like we're not gonna be friends don't don't we're not yeah. gonna make the same mistake as your dad and fury we're not gonna be buds we're just gonna use each other and get what we want and then call it a day yeah but it's like besides just having someone human on your side who is powerful and in the government or whatever she's involved in Gaia doesn't need her necessarily she's more powerful than anyone if she wanted to she could just take the whole planet for the scrolls yeah so it's like what she could just do exactly what Gravik was gonna do exactly so it's like the only thing that's really tying her to needing any human being at all is the fact that she doesn't want to be bad which also seems very risky because it's like it's easily to like it's easy you can easily persuade someone to yeah just see things differently i mean she did for a while as it was she was on gravic side she was kind of on the fence throughout the whole yeah see like yeah it was it was weird to see her become so viciously like good i guess because when she was talking to her dad she was just like your like naive plan is so stupid Mm -hmm. um and then like what realistically would have happened given that situation is we would have just had two super scrolls with all the powers destroying the planet well the other thing that i thought was dumb is like in this same episode she calls out fury's wife saying like would he love you in your real skin and like She's just like, you don't know anything. You're just a teenage girl. You know nothing about like yeah. love and what it takes to like have a successful marriage and the the sacrifices you make and blah, blah, blah. But it's like she acts like she's so strongly for her people and like being accepted in her own skin. But then in that final fight, she wasn't in her own yeah, skin. It's funny because Gravik was. Gravik was. So it almost painted the scrolls as evil again because it was like good versus bad so you've got hero amelia clark because it's amelia clark you can't just have her yeah. be cgi'd in as a scroll versus scroll and it's just like this kind of defeats the purpose of what they were trying like the yeah. point they were trying to make throughout yeah. the whole thing and also why have your character be so strongly for embracing who they are fully and their race and be themselves if in the final fight where she has all these cool powers she's not going to be in her yeah because normal they could like her even own skin. just make the scroll face look more like amelia clark yeah but that costs a lot of money right and clearly with what happened with the like did you see that drax arm on her yes it was ridiculous it looked so <laughs> bad like clearly they didn't invest budget into CG. It's like, just like when they had really quick scroll faces. Yeah. They looked fine. Yeah. But that's also because they weren't doing anything. I guess I'm just annoyed because it's like they can't seem to figure out whether they want to just make a lot of money because you have a well-known act like actor playing this person. So it's like you have to kind of bait into their fan base. Yeah. Or do you actually want to tell a story and stay true to your story? Because this kind of like hopping the fence back and forth, it's so confusing and it sends mixed messages. And it's like, really, we just watched nothing because these characters don't actually stand for what they claim to stand for. Yeah. I felt like the whole show was just kind of like a... a 
wasted potential waste of time. Like, it wasn't... If you want to watch spy shows, there are a lot better spy shows. I think the other mistake that they did, one, I was never afraid or felt anything about Gravik. Yeah, like, he was just kind of like, they talked about all these things, like talked about how he should be, you should be afraid of him and he's got all these ideas and all this. But the only time he ever like was bad and scary was like against his own people. And even then, I didn't really feel afraid of him. They didn't do enough character development or storytelling with him to make me feel anything for him or... Because I feel like fearful villains, you have to almost have us be us on the fence as the audience, not the characters. The characters need to be set in their beliefs. Yeah. But we have to almost question, is the villain right yeah. He didn't have me doing that. Yes, they should have a home. I agree that they should have a home. But nothing about how he was going about it made me feel more on his side and against Fury, which is yeah. what I there, feel like is what they were trying to do. There's a reason why there were subreddits that were like, Thanos was right. It's because as a villain, he had that, like what you were saying, he had that like could be right motivation yeah and like nothing about his story made me feel anything for him at all and then the other thing that i feel they did wrong was in an attempt to make us feel fearful or intimidated by him they killed off way too many people that we knew and loved just because yeah and like i get that like they killed off Martin Freeman, but that turned out to just be a scroll, so he's still going to be in things. Still, the fake out is the same kind of point. It's like yeah. them just not actually them making a decision and then being like, "Never mind, just kidding." Yeah. It's like you need you can't ha be on the fence all these times. Like having a fake out every once in a while is like a twist, awesome. But this whole series was just like telling you one thing and be like, "Never mind, I now think this." Oh, never mind, I'm back over here. Oh. Like, guess where I'm going to be next? And it's like, I don't want to be left guessing like that. That's not fun. That's not entertaining. That's just annoying. And it makes you look stupid. Yeah. And then on top of that, just killing like Maria. Yeah. And yep. killing um, Talos. Yeah. And it's just like, I just I feel like it was too much. They were trying to like make us feel too much and then ended up making us feel nothing because of it. Yeah, and especially the way that like Maria Hill was by far the most impactful in this because she's been around since the first Avengers. Yeah. Like she wasn't a huge like prominent no, but focus, she, but she, she was she's there. Been there. Yeah. And it was so downplayed it was just another thing like oh we're gonna use this video of you killing her it's like that should have held more weight yeah like that remember should have been when, a more focal point remember when um agent um colson yeah remember when he died in avengers yeah and it was like he had this big heartfelt moment and was like oh he sacrificed himself because he believed in you guys and i get that Fury said all this to manipulate their emotions to get them to work together as a team because he wasn't actually dead. Yeah. But like we, I don't think at that point we knew either as an audience. And that was one of those twists that actually kind of 
worked like a fake out that worked but it's sad that his fake death got more attention and more like emotion and like emotion led monologues yeah than maria hill did like yeah her mom said this whole thing about how she believed in you like she would have followed you to the end of the earth because she loved you and your cause so much i'm not gonna lie i totally forgot about the mom scene so it's just like (laughs) even that scene that had that extra like it's just because it was a character that we didn't know yeah it makes so much it makes such a difference having fury say this and having some person that was just introduced to us say this. Yeah. Like, I get that it's her mom, but I feel like there should have been more about her death because it was the only one that actually made us feel anything at all. And they just kind of like, well, that's done. Yeah. It was like, what, the first episode they killed her off? Uh, second, I believe. But well, still, still, like real early on. Yeah. And then there was the fake out when they killed Gaia. Yeah. And then there was, there's just so much just like shit that's they're trying to get us to be like oh no when really we're just like okay yeah and in the end this is just another marvel tv show where the bad guy is a refugee looking for a place to live Mm -hmm. that they make them kill people indiscriminately so you can be all right with them being the bad guy yeah and then the other thing that i was just like this is such a weird thing to do was honestly the love scene at the end (laughs) where they're like floating up to the spaceship together after they make out and it's just like what is going on here like i get the importance of him embracing her in her truest form but it's like this is the first time we've heard of him even having a wife and now we're getting all lovey-dovey like this isn't the fury that we know yeah and it it's funny like I had so many people as the episodes are coming out, I listen to like podcasts and watch videos and people are just like, this is totally going to end with just fury making out with an alien. And <laughs> guys, you're you right. The last scene was fury making out with an alien for way too long. <laughs> oh my God. And then the cheesy silhouette scene of them going up to their spaceship. Yeah. It was just so just, the most random thing I've ever seen where I was just like, what is the point of this? Yeah. Every time Marvel puts something out, I'm left thinking like, why? Why did you do that? Who was behind this creative decision? And like, what the fuck? Yeah. And at this point, like there are so many Marvel storylines going on that I have a hard time with like when is the next time we're gonna see any of these characters when is gaia gonna show up in anything else honestly like like, it's sad because like i like amelia clark as much as the next person but i i do not care if i ever see her again yeah but then i'm just thinking like back to all the other characters that we've been introduced like how long ago did moon knight come out and oh, there's yeah. no word that we are going to see Moon Knight again. And that show was actually good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, f- it, forgot about it, that. It had its flaws, but like... So and, does everything. But yeah. Like, it was good for Marvel TV shows. Yeah. I guess. But like there's a lot of characters that are just constantly being introduced. Yeah. On top of all the characters that we've already got. And it's just like at this point there's so much going on. It's either like we're we're not going to get any of the 
continuations of those for so long or they're just going to jam everybody into every movie. Yeah, which is also bad. Yeah. See, I feel like Marvel is making a mistake in the sense that they, they it's like they feel like they need to stay relevant. So they're like, well, let's do this and this and this. And they keep throwing out all these things. And it's like it's like these appetizers before the movie, right? They're mm-hmm. like giving us these little bits along the way that's supposed to like keep us satisfied. And in when actually they're just oversaturating their own their own yeah. like entertainment and then there's like we're not left hungry for anything yeah they're like overfeeding us and we're not even like marvel i'm so full please stop <laughs> shoveling new characters well it's like in they they seem to think that we're just like we have this insatiable need to just have marvel content all the time and they're introducing all these characters like you said it's almost like to satisfy the the marvel hunger that wasn't even there yeah i remember there was a time where there was what like one to two movies a year yeah there were times where we left the theater i was like okay when is the next one coming out and you were like three years and i was like i have to wait three years but it created the hunger we needed in order to actually want to see it plus it gave them time to weave everything together like there's a reason why like the first avengers story of like all the characters and then them coming together worked so well one smaller pool of characters Mm -hmm. and two the time to build up anticipation excitement and story cohesion yeah because now it's just like every like two months there's a new marvel thing that's just like all right well now how do we work this into it and because there's so much happening independent from each other it's like when thor was with guardians of the galaxy yeah then the guardians of the galaxy crew had to figure out how to get rid of them oh but no in thor 4 he got they got rid of them and now like all these characters are intermingled and each director has to be like, okay, well, how do I write that story into this story so that it works? And yeah. How does this happen? Yeah. And it's also like, so we're sitting here thinking like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And it's like, imagine being the people that have to use all this information. Like, I'm sitting here thinking like, what else has been made? Oh, there was... There was Hawkeye and now we've like how we have Florence Pugh in here and I want to see more of her but she's tied in with this circle and like there was also how we got like Kingpin and stuff like there's so many not only characters but villains and there's the ones that we want to see versus the ones that it's just like we don't really care about but now we have to because they're somehow tied in with the ones that we do care about plus it's the the villains we want to see with the heroes we don't really care about yeah and vice versa and it's like these people that are trying to write these stories and make these movies they're just like okay so i i started out i signed on to make this hawkeye thing but i've also been given some black widow okay that's understandable but now i've also got like yeah what else (laughs) like i can't imagine trying to be one of the well i guess right now there aren't writers at marvel but but was uh, it not kingpin kingpin was put in to hawkeye right yes into that story so then it's like well then are we eventually gonna have daredevil because daredevil was introduced in 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 
Hulk. She Hulk. And there is there is like the title of Daredevil. Yeah. So they're making it, but when is Kingpin going to be in it? Because we know Kingpin is going to be in Echo. Yeah. So it's just like how... But see, already we have all these characters. so much. And it's just like, when is all that going to be made? And if it's all made too quick, it's just going to be shit. Yeah. It's just going to be a jumble. And it's like, well, the last time we saw those characters, it was... The fans loved that portrayal of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like if Disney then takes them on and then makes a mess of them and then our last thing that we have of them on screen is just a disaster. Dumpster fire. It's going to be insulting. Yeah. Not only to like the fans, but also to the actors that did so well in making them like bringing them to life in the first place. Yeah. Um, so like speaking of like Marvel stuff constantly coming out, there is a new trailer for the season two of Loki. Oh yeah. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I did see enough to, to see that, uh, Jonathan majors is in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's being recast. No. With all of his drama. And... I've had a hard time keeping up with that because one in, when it first happened, it was like he was at fault and he was being charged. And then later his lawyers were able to discredit the claim in the first place, saying that he was the one that was being attacked, not vice versa. But then later I saw people were upset because apparently that he had a history and more people were coming forward, kind of like Me Too yeah. stuff, and that he was actually a bad guy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is such a mess. And I was having a hard time following all of it because I feel like there's just a lot of shit like that all the time. Yeah. All I can tell is that Jonathan Majors is definitively in it and he has a mustache. (laughs) A mustache and a little bowler hat. I didn't even know that this trailer existed. So I mean, I just saw it today. Like that it was there. Cool. So... Yeah. I guess we'll have to watch that later. Yeah. And comment on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it next week. Yeah. And then we'll have to go on another rant about how stupid Marvel's getting. You know, it also, I'm upset because our picture, like, for the podcast, like, it's art in, like, kind of Marvel characters yeah, and style. And it's Moon like... And Wanda. Yeah. And we were like really proud and and like yeah we talk about a lot of marvel stuff and we're so excited for all this marvel content and now i'm sitting here like (laughs) stop i'm full i can't take anymore (laughs) we're gonna need to find new caricatures of ourselves. yeah but like what would it be leave behind marvel if we were to redo our art would we even do us as other characters no i would just want me with a little hat like a little like hat that directors wear uh i was thinking like like a newsboy hat yeah yeah just like just like a, a nice handsome cap no you know what we should just have us done up as barbies Mm. i can be barbie too no you have to be ken damn it <laughs> <laughs> i get to be barbie <laughs> 
<laughs> and you have to be Ken. Uh, you are Kana. <laughs> I wanted that sweater so bad, but it well, sold out so quick. I saw that it was restocked. Oh, I just well. didn't tell you because I was like, we can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody buy me a large I am Kenuff sweatshirt. And then there was like a bunch of people who were making them themselves. And I was like, maybe we should just buy it from one of these people because they need, well, not that they need the money more, but I'm sure they'd appreciate the money more than, than the Mattel. The conglomerate that is Mattel. Yeah. So I was like, maybe we should support other people <laughs> doing this stuff. The company whose company. movie is well on its way to making a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So then I thought about that, but then I was like, I still just don't really have that. So. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> Dream big. Dream of being enough. Because of Barbie, we mm. ended up watching more of Greta Gerwig's masterpieces. Yeah. The two in particular that I had seen the most like talk about was Lady Bird and uh, Little Women or mm-hmm. Little Woman. Little Women. Yes. Yes. There's m- multiple. Multiple women. of them. And we watched Little Women first. And um, we cried. <laughs> you cried, maybe. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't. I definitely didn't cry. It was such a good, like, feel good, coming of age, sisterhood story. It, yeah, it was just like a nice little story. Yeah. And I. It was sad. It was happy. It was, you know, lustful. There's just not a lot of nice little stories. You watch it, you feel something for it, you put it away for the next rainy day. Yeah. Everybody is all... Like, it seems like every movie-making company is just like, let's make a universe. Yeah. And it's just like, I just want a little tale of... of Some sisters. Yeah. That get mad at each other and one falls in the ice and then you feel bad because it's like <laughs> I, I was mad at her and it's my fault and you know that kind of stuff after seeing Florence Pugh in um, like like I know she's a goofy actress but it's just like seeing her in that like petty younger sister role it was great yeah it was like she's very entertaining she is and I've seen more of her like cooking with flow, I think is her yeah. little yeah. cooking thing and just her little quips and stuff. And like there's times like one time I saw it, she was doing a chickpea salad or something and then she called them like fart beans or something. And it was like kind of accidental. I think it just kind of slipped out. And then she just thought that she was hilarious. And then she was like <laughs> laughing about fart beans. And then I was laughing because I'm like, oh, look at you. You're so you're so cute talking about your fart beans. And then, yeah, that was great. We saw a lot of her little like classic Florence Pugh frowny face. Yeah. When she's when she's pouting, you know, good acting is coming. Yeah. You know that you're about to cry, too. (laughs) So we got to see that and that was fun. I was actually surprised, though, about how. I didn't like her and Timothy Chalamet's characters together in Little Women. Yeah, I feel like they didn't have as good of chemistry as he did with Sir Ronan. Yeah. And like I didn't like I didn't want their characters to end up together because her character's very much like no, we're friends. 
I don't need a guy. I'm making my own way. I'm going to be a writer, all this stuff. And she was very independent. And I felt like it would have been a cop out for her to marry him. So I felt that that was right. Yeah. That she didn't share the feelings. And then he was being kind of a dickhead about it. So like, I can't live without you. And like, I don't know. (laughs) It was just like toxic. And, uh, Anyway, he he finds a way to live without her. Imagine that. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, he settled for Florence Pugh. Oh, poor him. <laughs> um, I just I I still was unsure of how I felt about that because I feel like if if I were Florence Pugh's character, no matter what, I would always feel like second best yeah and she did say that she was like you can't do this to me i've loved you since forever and you never had eyes for me you were always looking at my sister and so like now like you can't come and then tell me you love me because i'll just feel like second best but then then, like she do she well because she she did she had loved him for since you met him so i don't know like i guess the other guy, she was just going to marry for money. This way, she got money and love, I guess. Yeah, I guess. She didn't get as much money, though. No, but she got love, though, Ben. Yeah, but she didn't get as much money. <laughs> I just didn't feel like they had the same chemistry. And I feel conflicted because it's like I didn't want him with Sersha or Sersha or... <laughs> I want I want to say Sersha and then the way you say it is different and then I get confused because it's not like, spelled the way it sounds. I feel like you say it and like you're kind of putting in an accent with it. Anyway, we all know who I'm talking about. It's hard to say names that don't sound the way they're spelled because then I would be like Sawirsi or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't want Timothy Chalamet and her to yeah. end up together, but I didn't want him and Florence Pugh to end up together so either way I feel like who who did you want Shalamalame to go with his own woman find someone else and then just remain family friends with these women right. I have so like I agree with you um, I have also just written out another name that does not sound the way it's spelled. Okay. And I would like you to pronounce it for me. Do I know this person? It's just a name. Oh, that's um It's like Siobhan or something? Yes, it's Siobhan. But it's spelled Siobhan. Yeah, I it's cuz I worked with a girl whose name was that. Oh, well that's no fair. Yeah. Um, I thought I was gonna get you with another funny. No, I I did know that one because I worked with a girl named that. Um, now you've distracted me from my point. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet just, wanted to be with somebody who was not any of the sisters and find his yeah, own person. Well, I I just feel like I and I don't know how because I feel like the way that the story was written, they and they had to end up together because that's who Florence Pugh's character loved but I almost feel like I wish that it had been written that she fell in love with someone else that picked her first because she deserves to be first picked and then I wish that he had found someone else when he was recovering from the rejection from 
Sersha. <laughs> and uh and they still all remained like close friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am glad that it's implied that she ended up with that professor character because I said from the beginning, I was like, I know that she's mad and she's offended because he didn't like her story. But I feel like it's good for her because he's challenging her intellectually and forcing her to grow in her skill rather than just being like, you're so talented. You're the best. <laughs> Never change. Because <laughs> it's like she she knows that she's the best. She's had her sisters and everybody close to her her whole life telling her like, you're the best writer. You're going to be a writer. We believe in you, which is great. But I feel like you also need to have a nice balance of someone challenging you and saying like, I don't really like this style of writing. I don't feel like it's you. I feel like you can do a lot better. And that would be like if I was just like, I don't think you lift very heavy. <laughs> I think you could lift heavier. Like, have you tried to just, like, lift heavier? See, <laughs> you can't be that person for me. <laughs> I have people in my life that are that for me. That can't be you. You have to be the one that say, look at you. You're so strong. That's how it has. That's our dynamic. That's how it has to go. Look at you. You're so strong. Thank you. See that. That's where your place is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have other people at the gym that tell me to lift heavier. All right. Um, so, Yeah. I feel like the reason it works for them is because he was also probably a writer of some sort, being a professor. Like he's 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 read a thing or two. Yeah, so I feel like because he is skilled in that, being able to give that criticism, or because he's taught literature or whatever, he's a well-read person. Mm -hmm. He can be in that position, but Not until me. until you go to the gym more than I do, <laughs> you can't tell me that. Why are you outing me right now? <laughs> um, and then, what did you think of Ladybird? Um, I thought it was weird seeing Timothy Chalamet in a genuinely unlikable role. Yeah, because he was just like, he's just a douche, bro. Yeah, just a douche. Like, yo, yeah, that's the shit. Yeah, and he just said like he said the stupidest stuff. Like, was way too agreeable about everything. Didn't have a thought of his own. Well, yeah, he was. But then mansplained was, a lot and was really just like sold in on like conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he was just cell phones of tracking chips. It's like you're not wrong, but like you also sound like a lunatic when you say it like. That. <laughs> And then, like, kind of just, like, corrected her on everything that she would say or yeah. be, like, try to educate her on stuff that she didn't need educating in. And it's just, like, shut up. Please shut up. Yeah. But it's sad because it's, like, again, you had the two of them and they did end up together, but you didn't want them to. But you have such good chemistry. So it's, like, I want another movie with the two of them. <laughs> I want a movie with the two of them and they actually get together and in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because I feel like they have the same kind of, the same, you know, there's certain people that you like seeing on screen because they have such great chemistry, like Ryan Gosling and, and Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. And they've been together on screen a couple times and you're just like, they're so great. And so it's like, I feel like it's one of those situations where you kind of want to put them in another role where they can be more romantic together, but that's not what? all 
that's not all to the story. Where they can be. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, Lady Bird was a weird movie. Um, like, it, it again was just like a nice little story of like growing up. I feel like as a woman, it's different. Because I feel like mother-daughter relationships, it really kind of like showed how toxic they can be. Yeah. And I feel like as someone who grew up with toxic mother-daughter relations, I was just like, I felt very seen. So I'm like watching these things happen and it's very confusing because one minute you feel like you're never you're not good enough but then the next minute you see her being very supportive yeah like one thing i could never do was talk to any parent figure about like sex stuff because that was just like shame on you you're a whore you can't do that yeah i this is why i feel like there needs to be more widespread availability for female directors yeah because they just get it yeah, and how many movies are there for men? Tons. Every dumb action movie, blowing stuff up, hanging with the boys, getting high and going on a road trip, all that stuff is just stupid for the boys. Yeah. And we get it. We get the we get stuff for the boys. But how many movies have you seen where you're like this speaks so genuinely to my experience as a woman? Very few. And most of them are from Greta Gerwig. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like that like trope about where you see um like male authors writing women. Yep. And she it's just, boobed very boobily. It's just like the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I saw a tweet before it turned over to to X. Yeah. Um and it was just it was just somebody who's just like, you know, I used to hate when male authors wrote female but today i went down some stairs i had to go pretty quick and let me tell you they boobed very boobily (laughs) (laughs) it's just like they write women so stupid like not even like the character it has like is not in an intellectual but the way that they describe women's bodies it's just like you don't understand what you're talking about you seem very much like a virgin right now because you clearly have not been with a real woman before the clitoris is like in the taint right (laughs) (laughs) i was not prepared for you to say that (laughs) but i love seeing those because i'm just like reading and i'm like what like the way that they describe like where on the breast the nipples are or like (laughs) (laughs) it's just like what or like how the the body reacts to what the man is doing and it's just like (laughs) i like written purely out of male fantasy yes because it's just like what is happening in this and i i like that i can watch a movie about like a girl having her first sexual experience actually in this movie she was on top and as it was happening i was shocked by this because she's because of it's greta gerwig and so i was shocked watching this because i'm like this is her first time having sex and she's on top what yeah and i was like that was so just like shocking to me because i was just like i can't imagine 
Like, I can't imagine that being my first time. I wouldn't even know what to do. Um, I, I just was, like, baffled by it. And then later in the movie, she's just like, it was my first time. And I was on top. Who does that? And I was like, exactly. Thank you for clarifying <laughs> this. Because I was just like, this is shocking to me. And, like, I just felt so bad for her for her first time. Because I was like, what a dweeb. Timothy Chalamet is such a little dweeb. <laughs> I was just like, I wish that she could just undo it and redo it again with somebody better. But then again, and then it allowed for that mother-daughter connection, though, because she gets in the car and she cries, and her mother actually is, like, supportive of her and, like, comforts her. But then at other times, it's just, like, the mom tells her she's, like, if you tried to an miss, idiot. If you tried to like get a house on your own i doubt you'd be able to afford it yeah like basically you're never gonna make anything of yourself you're never gonna get a good career you're never gonna be able to afford like anything because you'll have flunked out of school and this and that and it's just like as far as education and like career goals go her mom's not very supportive but when it comes to like being sex positive or like expressing yourself i guess she didn't really support the whole ladybird thing as much as she should have but as far as like dressing and like <laughs> hair and like yeah. that kind of stuff she was like yeah self-expression that's fine so can you imagine if one of the kids wants to call themselves like ladybird or like dog fart dog fart <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't know i was i feel like it's a hard habit to break because we chose their names so it's yeah. hard to not call them that but it's the same as like when people have a dead name it takes some learning and some like correction and patience but yeah. I, like i mean so long as i feel like so long as you're actually putting your genuine best effort in and not being like rolling your eyes like oh ladybird <laughs> like, what's up dog fart <laughs> <laughs> i feel like how's my girl point? dog Is... fart <laughs> <laughs> You no. know what? I'm actually all on board for it now. You just want to call them dog fart. Yeah. You're just like <laughs> waiting for them to wake up in the morning so that you can be like, good morning, dog fart. So you're going to call one dog fart. What are you calling the other? Uh, dog fart and Eunice. Eunice? Yep. <laughs> Why? Why uh, Eunice? Uh, Where'd you get that from? It's like Eunice. but To different. me, I'm thinking like, hey, you, niece. As if, like, you're their uncle. <laughs> you niece. Who's your uncle now? <laughs> you niece. You. Also niece. <laughs> Dog fart. <laughs> I don't know. You have a very. I can't imagine both of them will want to go by dog fart, so I don't have to worry about it. No, but, like, if you call one dog fart in the morning, you have to call the other one something or they'll feel left out. Big shit. <laughs> what's up dog fart what's up pig shit <laughs> you have the worst like why are these the names that you're coming up for for our kids i don't know <laughs> they don't seem very loving <laughs> i mean it out of nothing but love though uh. <laughs> i'm speechless right now well with that i think that's a good time to wrap up so uh tell me what nickname you would want to be called that's all i can think of
Thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees News Podcast. If you haven't already, please download this episode and we will talk to you next week.